Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Hello. 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 I'm feeling a bit, shall we say, fucked. We shall say. Um, <laughs> Holy fuck. This is of course JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we are watching Revolutionary Girl Utena uh, and a, a critical two episodes <laughs> in the latter half of the show today. Um, Woo! Let's Ooh. let's not. Min- well, first of all, I am of course Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And Nick Valentine, the other one, the co-host. Let's not mince around the uh, the proverbial the fuck bush. Let's yes, not mince around the mush in this episode. Yeah. Uh, content warning uh, for uh, so many things. Authority figure, adult authority figure predating up on high school aged girl in this episode. There's a lot of fucked shit that we're probably uh, going to get into. It's, it's awkward. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feel, you know that that sort. It's obviously something that's hard to make a comedy podcast about. I don't know about you, but I'm in that sort of state of nervous tension where you might be inclined to try and diffuse a situation with a joke. Yeah, where you just like you're sitting there and there's your friend who has like a distant relative who's just made a really racist remark, and you're there being like, "Do I do I try to laugh this off? Do I do something like that, or 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 do I try to like confront the situation harder?" And it just you end up in this vicious cycle in your mind of like, what? but if I if I don't do it, then am I the bad guy? Is this how this works? So it never um, goes well. Don't worry. Today we watched uh, episode thirty-two, uh, the prince who runs in the night or runs through the night, uh-huh. uh, and episode thirty-three, the rose was it seal or crest? The rose crest. The rose crest. Mm. Two episodes where we start to get a look into the mind of villain of the piece, uh, to say the least. Akio Otteri and Anthe Himamea, potentially. Probably at this point. Yeah. I think we're starting to see a bit more uh, clarity regarding, oh, Anthe's not good? Well, she's in a hard situation. Look, she's... Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if perhaps if, if you're particularly sensitive to that sort of issue, uh, this might not be the episode for you. <laughs> so strong content warning of authority figures... Just not doing good by their own authority and just torture in general, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But, we'll, you know, we're not going to try and... We're not going to make light of those <laughs> issues, but we're going to try and keep it pretty pretty light on the podcast today. Sure. <laughs> because that's what we do. That's what we're here for. We're here to make sure that you're not having to deal with that shit as much as we are. Nick, I've got, uh, our, as, as is custom, the mm-hmm. IMDb summary and then... Uh, Ikuhara's commentary for these episodes. I cannot wait to hear this commentary. So, summary. Anthe sends Utena on an errand to deliver roses, but little does she realise that Anthe's plan is also Akio's plot. Oh. oh. And, in the words of our best friend, uh, Ikuhara, mm-hmm. who uh, I've actually somehow closed the page I needed for that. Liam, I swear to God, I come here for... We are for... a... Oh, wait, no, here it is. Wait, no, it's not. <laughs> Hang on, get it together. Episode 33, The Prince Who Runs Through the Night. This is just between you and me, but when I was 14, I listened to late night radio after my family fell asleep. I liked this one female DJ's sexy voice. However, one night, radio waves from a UFO came between us. (sighs) Oh boy. Multiple choice. Which of the following is eternal? One, a diamond. Two, a beautiful memory. Three, canned... Well, they've written canned beaches here, but they certainly uh, mean peaches because this is just someone transcribing it. Okay, all right. We don't know that, but Canned sure. beaches. 
like Mario and Canned Beach. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. And <laughs> uh, we're all very excited for the uh, Death Stranding director's cut, or as uh, Hideo Kojima referred to, that he prefers to refer to it as in a tweet, mm. uh, the Delectors Plus. Are we excited for it? I don't know why he said Delectors Plus, because he said Director's Cut many times in that tweet. (laughs) I think that's part of the joke, Liam. Uh, We are very excited for the additional story cutscenes, the ramps you can build to drive motorcycles off, and the ability to dropkick fools. We? We. We? We, we. Oh. (laughs) Uh, I'm definitely going to play that game again. Going to buy a PS5. Going to get the upgrade. Going to stream it. Oh. But I digress. Okay. We're halfway through this note. Three canned beaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then like sort of italics for interior monologue. Okay. Hmm. I feel like I heard this on a TV commercial at some point. Diamonds are forever. Suddenly, the radio switched back to the sexy woman's voice. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, young man. Huh? Wait, is that it? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every author's note from these guys is just like, so here's this thing that kind of starts making sense, but by the end of it, you'll just be more confused than ever. Yeah. So, um... That's how I feel with these episodes. In a nutshell, we've had the IMDb synopsis, Mm -hmm. uh, but the Liam synopsis of this episode (laughs) is that, uh... Anthe has sent Utena to deliver roses to Akio. I'm winking right now. As part of a scheme for him to seduce her. I'm winking again. Uh, And we have a lot of time with her, like, nervously stretching and monologuing in this room they are in together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, she's clearly in a state of nervous tension to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is interspersed with cuts of Akio driving his big red car. uh, And then uh, flashbacks of the the arc to date. Mm. A clip show, if you will. Yes. But a cooked clip show. Uh, whoever said way back in the day that Utena has the best slash most crucial clip shows was not wrong. Holy shit. Um, friend of the show, Georgie, who for a long time was watching and listening along to Revolutionary Girl Utena, but then struck ahead as we got into the last arc. Betrayed us. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, sent me a couple of sources of analysis for this particular episode, oh. given the nature of it. Uh, okay. Uh, and I'm not going, to, other than maybe once or twice, not going to refer to them in great detail, but citing our sources, I want to highlight um, josenextdoor.com, uh, recap of this episode, and ladyloveandjustice.tumblr.com, who both of which I've given a skim and uh, picked up a couple of insights from. Okay, all right. What kind of insights are we talking about? Well, we'll here? get to them when we get to them. Okay. But first, we gotta have some nice, not completely fucked times. Mm, do we, though? <laughs> I think all of our times are pretty fucked. We, we have reached the crunchy end of this television program. You know when... And, and the mouthfeel is just jaw-shattering. Yeah, you know when you're eating, like, a crunchy bar? And you're just like, ooh, love that honeycomb. Ooh, it's a little soft mm. in the middle. And you get right to the very end, and then you bite down, and it's just hard. That's where we're at right now. So we open on shots of an unfamiliar skyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Ferris wheel and other dancing lights. Uh, as the, the, the monologue we've heard so many times before uh, about Utena's childhood and how a prince came to her uh, and, and told her to be a prince, mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. Uh, Never lose your nobility. And I said to you, why are they doing it over this skyline and not the usual stock footage that we're, we're used to? Uh, little did I realise it was all for a dark purpose. <laughs> They didn't have any of the cartoons. They didn't have any of the nice nobility stuff there. It was all just like, hey, 
there's some fucked up shit coming your way, just prepping you for it. And then immediately before we cut into the episode title, there's just a brief shot of Anthe in the planetarium, shutters slamming down by herself, uh, looking at space. But not the real stars. Well, and then after the episode title, she's on the telephone, a conversation that we only hear her half of now, and then both halves of it at the end of the episode. She's like, yes, hello. Oh, I was looking at the stars. I didn't want to look at the real ones. Did you get tonight's roses? Wink. Well, no wink. Well, no, crucially, I mean, not, not to... crucially, whenever she's being mysterious and sinister, we cannot see her eyes <laughs> behind her glasses. But in this particular shot, uh, it was from behind. Mm. I like to think that she's... <laughs> Even in these dark moments, she's winking just behind the glasses, being like, did you get those flowers? Wink. Um, and then we just go to Utena. She's in an unfamiliar, like, looks like a hotel room or something mm. like that. And a bouquet of roses is crucially on one of the two uh, chairs in front of her as she's doing her usual nervous slash idle stretching in front of um, front of the window with that skyline that we saw at the start of the episode. And mm. she's all like, wow, I can't believe how much fun we had today. I feel like we went on all the rides. She is in quite comfy clothing, shall yeah, we say? Yeah, it's like a like we've basically other than that one episode, we've basically never seen her outside of her boys' school uniform before, right? Mm. Uh, oh, and I guess the um the night of the ball, she wore uh, a fancy dress or suit to that. Yep, it's been a while. That was episode three. <laughs> uh, wow, I wish Anthony could have come with us. You can't have this much fun, and this whole time, I you know, with the benefit of hindsight, and I and I started to suspect this. Pretty early in the episode, but mm. uh, with the Bennett, uh, we are watching from I, I guess the perspective of the other person in the room, who is Akio. Mm. Uh, so it just seems like Utena's alone in this room talking to the the other party, whether that's herself, the the viewer, or as we ultimately learn, it is Akio. Mm. It kind of starts off in the episode being like, oh, she's probably just talking to herself. Yeah. But the further in you go, you realize, okay, she's talking to us probably, mm-hmm. or to someone. Did I ever mention there? I was an only child? And then we transition to the other main point of the episode, which is Akio cruising down the highway. uh, In his big red car. And the Shadow Puppet Girls are on the radio. (laughs) They are, aren't they? (laughs) All the listeners should go out and see the beautiful stars. Ah, a night for couples to glimpse eternity. Quiz time! Dun-da-da-da! And they call... uh, So the quiz question is, what does it mean to be eternal? Oh, I know the answer to this one. Hey, give me, give me a, give me a multi. That's an eternal mystery. The other one says. Oh. Our question. So th- this is a Japanese radio, like talkback thing. Yeah, but you know how, like, I mean, in an Australian radio show, for instance, they'll say quiz time. You know, caller number ten gets to be the contestant or whatever. Mm. From what I understand, uh, from this and other Japanese pop culture I've consumed, the way it tends to work there, uh, rather than what I'm used to, yeah, is that if you want to participate in this sort of thing, you send in a postcard, and that enters you into like the draw to be called up, which is what happens in this scene. So at some point. Akio sent in sent a, a postcard, postcard to the Shadow Puppet Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Just being like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, win some eternity. Under the pseudonym End of the World. Ah. So they give him a call and he's, he pulls out his car phone because this is the 1990s. Of course. <laughs> uh, and he's like, hello, I am End of the World. And we're all like, oh, we didn't get it. <laughs> oh, he's the End of the World. So... Uh, the two ladies at the radio are just like, ah, why, hello there. Now, for your chance to win, you just have to answer from this multiple choice. What does it mean to be eternal? A, is it? A diamond. B, is it? A beautiful memory. Or C, canned peaches. Now, we... 
canned beaches. Now, we <laughs> as the viewer are also perplexed by this puzzle about what Eternal could possibly mean. Arkyo, however, is taking none of that shit. Because he gets another call and he's like, oh, hang on, I've got someone on the other line. And they're like, but we're on air. Boop. Oh, yes. Hello? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Boop. Boop. Hey, sorry, I've got to go to work. Oh, what? So there was this whole exchange we skipped over where he was like, I work for a school, but I have a side job. But isn't that against the rules? Yeah, but I won't get caught. Oh, yeah. Well, as he's saying it on public radio. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now he's like, sorry, I have to go to work. School or the other job? The other job. Vroom. And we cunningly know the other job is well, probably some <laughs> sex bullshit. No, no, what, what we see, because it directly transitions from this, from him speeding up, transitioning to his spooky night drive clothes, mm -hmm. uh, to the time that Toga tempted Sayonji with the uh, ah. with the end of the world car. Right, you are. Uh, and, and he keeps... Like, driving over, like, you know, printed on the road speed limit. It's like 80, 160. He's going real fast. But as he keeps doing this one, one that keeps recurring is the stop, stop, stop. <laughs> which I feel like is uh, symbolically relevant to this episode as a mm. whole. As well yeah. as the events at the end of it. And all of our emotions. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, like, yeah, so we get a brief... Uh, a recap. Brief recap of the... The temptation and dueling of Sionji. Which, you know, go listen to that episode. <laughs> He's um, all like, hey, I'm Sionji. And Utena's like, no, you're not. And then they fight and then he loses. Now on these recaps, the um, one of those sources that I have, there is a bit I want to refer to directly because I found it quite interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is from Jose Next Door. And they've actually quoted someone else here. Vry, I'm not sure who that is. So mm -hmm. whatever. Um... The scene selection and voiceover of the recaps themselves seem to be told from Akio's skewed perspective as he cuts and tweaks the narrative to remove himself entirely from the previous episodes. Mm. Uh, and then going into that secondary quote there, that's right, Inception. Uh, <laughs> Strung together as they are, it almost seems as though each character came to their new thoughts and feelings on their own without being seduced or coerced at all, which is about as untrue as it gets, of course. But from the outside, that's no doubt what it seems like. People are, and you know, probably from Utena's perspective, that's what it seemed like in those episodes. Indeed. That was me editor editorialising. People are happy to say that viewpoints have nothing to do with how one is raised, determined wholly by the individual free of societal pressure or unconscious prejudice. Akio is those invisible strings. That moving force of a thousand small hands moving to maintain a hierarchical power structure and perpetuate the fears and thoughts that hold that system to, in place. He's more metaphor than man now, and yet retains his potent ability to ruin the lives of our cast with little more than a few well-placed words. Worse, he can make them carry out his work while thinking they're fighting for themselves, and that makes him one of the most terrifying villains I can think of. Mm. He's a manipulative fuck. He is. He's more manipulative than Toga Kiryu, the manipulator of the first arc, and even, I dare say, the magically brainwashing Nemoro of the second arc. He is, if nothing else, the guy who's like, but don't you want to be happy? And you're like, yeah. I mean, ultimately, he was pulling both of their strings, I guess. Mm. Um, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sort of leads me down a secondary road of thought, which is that even though, like, you know, our student counsellors assume the role of, like, antagonist once an arc, uh, they they do step into that role. Like when they, when it's not their highlighted episode, they are just in sort of a JoJo part four way part of Utena's community, which she interacts with without a high degree of malice or, She's just or antagonism. Sitting, yeah, they're just sitting around, just being like, "Hey, we're just normal high school kids. Mm. This is what we do." 
I think but, probably Toga and Sionji to a lesser degree, A, because of Toga's own manipulative tendencies and Sionji just being that big toxic fool. Um, but certainly with Mickey, Jury, Nanami, like, Utena will bump into them and just be like, oh, hey! Mm. Which is why, like, yeah, it's, it's, it needs that, that guy and, and as, uh, you know, as that excerpt indicated, that guy as a stand-in for societal pressures <laughs> to <laughs> drive them to the point where they will oppose our protagonist. Mm. Yes, but he's he's sort of like they're all acting as uh, I suppose the Game of Thrones term would be a cat's paw for Akio. Whenever they duel, whenever they duel Lieutenant, they think they're doing it for them. But particularly in this arc, it's just because Akio's manipulated. Now them is to the do... time for Jury to duel Lieutenant. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's sort of like he's seen what they want and gone. Oh, that's useful. Yeah, I can. I can provisionally uh, give a glimpse of or withhold that if I think it'll serve mm. my ends. Mm. Truly a terrifying villain. <laughs> One that can feed off you from the inside and then use it against you like so many Archeos. And of course, we get a brief shot of that time where he had Utena in the observatory and was like, oh, look, the Morning Star, a.k.a. Lucifer. That's where I got my name from. <laughs> You know, subtle. you know, Archeo, that's my name. Oh, okay, sure. What? Just skipping through that Sionji flashback. And this is really cool because it was the dialogue from their fight interspersed with crucial shots of like, the Rose Bride has no will of her own, which was the dialogue from the duel that Sionji asserted. Mm. Cut to the time they were in bed and Anthony was almost, you know, almost spilled the beans. About? About whatever the whole deal is. <laughs> but one of the various times she's gone, Utena, uh, never mind. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah, so then we're back in the hotel room and uh, Utena's listening to... Um, like a sports a, wrestl- a wrestling cast some, or something some like that. Some imposter shit. So, wow, the champ's fighting style was super... And this is, you know, obviously there's a direct parallel there with the transition from a duel to being like, wow, the champ sure made, sure made short work of that challenger, but the king of imposters, you know, Akio, uh, <laughs> has been on top for eight weeks now. Just four more wins until we can challenge him. Oh, because we're in the the fourth last episode. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, sense. Utena's like nervous, like, you know, very athletic. She's nervously stretching still. She's got her her body vertically, vertical, uh, essentially, with her head on the ground and is doing bicycle kicks. Yeah, she's doing vertical bicycle kicks. She's really kicks. engaging her core. Yeah, she's just kind of like, I, at first, I didn't think she was nervous. I thought this is just what she did. Mm. I was like, oh, she's just stretching as usual. Then we transitioned pretty quickly into the Mickey recap. With Kozue being like, yeah, we hate our father. Kozue or Kozu? I can never get it right. Kozue. Okay. Because Mickey seems to say Kozu sometimes, but I'm not sure if that's like... I think that must be a nickname, yeah, right? Like how they call like it Koichi, name. Kochan. Ah. <laughs> and then, to my eternal frustration, they just subtitled it as Ko. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, what up, Ko? Yeah. Didn't like that in Diamond no. is Unbreakable. <laughs> You and should directly name him Koichi you know, at all times. We learn a lot about Anthe uh, in this, the second episode, especially this week, mm. but we still don't know why Mickey's dad appears to be getting married to her, as we see again in the flashback. Yeah, not well, I mean, maybe using the information from next episode, we could piece together something, but not much. It's no. still weird. More to consider. Yeah. What if in the last episode, Utena's like, but hang on, weren't you with Mickey's dad? It's like, yes, I was. Why? Mm. You'll never know, Utena. You'll never know. And that's why I brought my UFO friends with me. Like, what? That's right. We're going to revolutionize the world together. <laughs> sure. Sure, whatever. 
And then the author hops out of the UFO. It's like, hi, I'm the author of Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant. It's me. I directed a girl about, uh, an anime about girls revolutionising various things. <laughs> and then it just breaks down into a two hour, like him sitting in front of the screen, looking at you directly being like, so Nick. at first. I th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Nick. And then you're sitting there being like, ha, idiot. He directed I'm not Nick, you. I'm Liam. He doesn't know which co-host is which. And then he turns his face slightly to the left. Liam, stop that. Uh, okay. Um, back in the hotel room, Antenna's just had a shower and is drying her hair. And she's talking about, like... She's talking about that one teacher that keeps scolding her. Yeah, how everyone, some people call her teacup, or... Everyone calls that teacher alum. I'm not really clear on why they call her that. But everyone used to call her the teacup. And before that, hmm, what was it? I wonder... You know, I've, I'm not going to do the research to figure this out, but I wonder if, uh, in terms of the teacup, if that's, like, a, a reference to, like, a fan nickname that was developed for her or something. <laughs> I could see that being the case. Yeah. I mean, the alum is probably just, like... like alumnus. Yeah, exactly. So she probably was at the school and still works at the school. Yeah. And they're like, you've never been anywhere. And it's like, but the school... Oh, crap, I left the bread out from this morning. I wonder if Himamea put it away in the fruit refrigerator. If you don't put it back in the plastic bag, it starts to smell. Then Akio's driving again, Mickey dueling. This is like... Wait, Mickey's driving? Mickey's driving. Mickey's driving. Anthe in the hind seat. Kazue's not there. It was, you Mickey, know, all but... subtly recut. Mickey wasn't driving. No, Mickey wasn't driving. That's Mickey what, wasn't driving. I think driving. that's what that excerpt was saying about, like, uh. these scenes being re-edited to remove the presence of Akio from them. What was real versus no, what No, crucially, was he man. was in the back seat, because I remember when Akio yeah. vroomed up and then, like, Mickey's hair... Like, yeah. looked quite different when the when it was windswept. Mmm, I see. So the recaps aren't quite accurate. I see. Do you see? I, I see I everything. was thinking the other day about how Mickey... Like, Mickey's had two sword fights in this show so far, other than, like, sparring matches in the fencing club. Yeah. And he's lost both of them because he's gotten distracted. Focus by, up, Mickey. By his sister. <laughs> or Anthe. Or Anthe, yeah. yeah. But maybe that's the thing... Because in one of them, they're literally like, oh, you have to keep your purity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's just his uh, his ultimate downfall is that he's the best of us, you know. Not at sword fighting, but you know, he's just an innocent fool. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. So we're back with yeah. Archeo in he, the car on the radio show. And New like, question: Hey, so what does it mean to be? I actually, can't remember what. This Which one's of the asking. following is a miracle? Oh, is it A? One of Edison's inventions. Is it B? Meeting a prince. Or is it C? Canned colacanth. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Coelacanth? Co- Cobold. Cobold. Cobold Coelacanth, come get some down. Coelacanths <laughs> are a member of a now rare order of fish. That includes two extant species in the genus Latimeria, the West Indian Ocean Coelacanth. God, love me some Coelacanth. What does it look like? Oh, that's a pretty happy fish. Big ugly fish. Yeah, that's a pretty chill ass dude. I'd have one of them in a fish tank. And then we transition from that to Ruka. AKA juries fight, yep. which we see a lot less of any manipulation and love triangles so much as just, hey, you want to be free, right? <laughs> I mean, there was still the manipulation and love triangles there. Of, like, we didn't really crack onto it during our discussion of the show, but like, and we were kind of confused by his line to Shiori, uh, oh, you'd, you're just, you know, you perform very well. You're so good at ad-libs. And we were like, what's he talking about? That's apparently a reference to... When uh, he when they first met in the fencing room and he's, the sword fell out of the locker and he was like, I knew someone came by and polished my sword every day. Was that you? And she was like, yes, I just wanted it to be ready for you. Like, mm. And then, you know. Very good at acting. Yeah, that wasn't his sword. He was baiting her and she, she fell for it. But then 
like really went along with it. Mm. So yet again, we see no manipulation from Akio in this recap. Yep, not None even at all. present. Yep, it's just this guy being like, "Oh, well, we we're in love." I, I mean, I guess I mean of the, the these this set, no Nanami revisit in this one. No, why would you? <laughs> really? Um, of this set. Like, I feel like Akio needed the least direct role because Ruka was here, like, as another layer of abstraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it goes, like... Here we go. Akio yep. is the, the king. He's peak manip. Then you've got Toga as the guy who summons the car in stock footage. Yep. And then in this one, you've got Ruka, who was also there. And remember, he was like, come on out, Toga, do the thing. <laughs> And that's capitalism. That's corporate hierarchy. Uh, but we do get the uh, the last shot of <laughs> we do get the last shot of like jury just giving up in the duel mm-hmm. um, after all the yeah Ruka still awesome. Yep, it's fucking dope. Uh, Tenna, still sad. Tenna and unseen Archeo are playing. What is it? Othello? Is that the board game? I think it's Othello. The one where you have black and white tiles and you 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 put down yours and if it blocks it flips the color, it's like hexagon. Yeah, it flips all the ones that are in a line. Yeah, yeah, to well, the other color. Yeah, and whoever fills out the board wins. And she's just nervously monologuing like, "Oh, I'm so bad at estimating the right amount of macaroni to cook." Mm. And she's still covered up in like a towel or it's something. It's like a dressing gown. Yeah. Um, and she's just contemplating, but the board keeps filling it with pieces. And this was when I first clocked on, wait, she's, wait, so there's someone else here. She's not alone. Yeah. She's playing a two-player board game. Because I was thinking to myself, oh, maybe she's just like talking to herself just to recap. Like it's a funny little thing. Yeah. But no, someone's here with her. I didn't quite have a full picture of it yet, but I knew something was sus as soon as we saw that bouquet of roses. Mm. Oh, and now we get the rest of the jury bit. Ah, uh, yes. So we get that last bit where jury gives up. There's Rose on the ground. Utena's there, like, there. But, but what's there, wrong? There, there. Pendant crashes to the ground. I don't really think we need to recap all these recaps. Ruka's all like... Just go listen to those relevant episodes again. <laughs> Ruka's all like, it's going to be fun. So then this is where like our, our oh no meters went from like a comfortable like 75, 80 to 100%. I was at 7,000% because I don't deal with this well at the best of times. <laughs> I don't like people looking me in the eye. Like, so Utena... Still in that same blue dressing gown, is in bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, you know, blanket over her. Then she rolls over to look at us, the viewer in the eye. What does she say in that? Well, bit? nothing now. But we're okay. back in the car. We're back, back on Akio's car phone, mm-hmm. and he says, "Miracles happen every day." And the radio hosts say, "Look, we can tell you're very smart, but can you just answer the question?" Look, you just don't notice those miracles that happen every day, and then. The old yeah, no and bit. so it's Utena, like it's a really close cropped shot, but we can tell just from the corner of the screen, like we, that An she's exposed not, shoulder. Yeah, she's not no wearing longer. clothing. No longer wearing the towel, hairs everywhere. And she's like, look, today, what? Mm, can't believe we played around to this late. Now, the, the disturbing part yeah. of all this, right? The most disturbing mm. thing to me that really got me was you knew it was going to be an intense scene yeah. from how well animated her <laughs> blinking was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like because, her, like micro expressions, like nervously biting her lip at different points. And, and that's when you know it's like, oh, oh fuck. this is significant. This is bad. She goes in this long, like very long, increasingly nervous monologue about like how she has to get home to make lunch for tomorrow. What should she make? Hmm. Mm. It's a it's a classic coping mechanism of like, oh, right now I'll it's think, not I'll happening. think about anything else. Yeah, literally, it's like, oh, well, I mean, we, we I can't believe we did this, but I have to I have to think about other stuff, you know, mm. like what's what's going on? Have I done the wrong thing? Like we've all been yeah, in this yeah, situation yeah. before, where you're like, oh, oh, I, I, you know, everything's everything's fucked, but you know, like I, I just have to keep moving, right? Yeah. I have to- 
but she's just getting more and more distraught with a very mundane we, situation. We always put the food away in the refrigerator. What happens if... Has she done it? Has she not done it? And then once again, stop, stop, stop on the road. What, what was the last bit where she looks in the camera? She looks at the camera and... She just looks in the camera like there's a lot of emotion. I think she like shouted before that. I'm assuming that mm. he is like making a move on her. Mm. Uh, uh, and she's like, tell me. And then and the big stops in the road. And then there's like a shot of like her hair like unkempt and tousled and his hand clasped. Intertwined yeah. with hers in the throes of desire and passion. And we're like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And then we're back at that, com- that phone call from the start of the episode. Uh, and this time we're seeing spooky, uh, backlit glasses uh, glinting, low camera angle to uh, spit to scare us. Real <laughs> and Ed the, energy on from her, Cowboy Bebop. Yep. On her um, Ed energy. No, Ed, the, the yeah, girl. It's not scary, though. She can be. <laughs> With her fucking goggles, she's fucking terrifying. Uh, real Gendo Ikari from Evangelion energy. Yes, uh, yes. And she's holding, like, a uh, rotary telephone, big red, like, the uh, nuclear hotline. <laughs> so, have the bomb gone off? And then it's the other half of the conversation, Akio on his car phone. Anthony, yes? What are you doing? I was looking at the stars. It's a beautiful starry night tonight. There's no reason to be in the planetarium. How does he know she's, she's in there? Unclear. <laughs> I didn't want to look at the real ones. Did you get tonight's roses? Yes, I got them. Well done. And then he hangs up the phone, looks over, and it's sleeping Utena in the car seat. <gasps> he strokes her face, and we're all terrified. Literally the moment this happened, I think you and I both went... The stars were beautiful tonight, weren't they? And then she's talking and she's like looking out the window, not making meeting his eyes like, I never expected we'd end up doing what we did. All I came to do today was deliver roses. End of episode. Heavy fucking hitting. (sighs) So we can surmise that. Utena was there to deliver the roses. A simple from request from her friend Anthony, who was just like, "Just go deliver the roses. Trust yeah. me. You know, I'm the rose bride. I'm always cultivating roses. Got to do something with them." Mm. So then she gets there. They and have Akio's a nice time. Like, let's. Oh well, since you came, how did she get there? Unclear. Let's yeah. go for a drive, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I know there's a theme park nearby. That would be fun to visit. Oh, it's so late. Maybe we should go to this hotel. And then it just. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 34. (laughs) Just a whole lot of like, fuck, we need to keep going. So that was the most cooked. I think we can both agree. That was the most cooked episode so far. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it was just like, oh, we didn't see anything that bad, but we know what the fuck happened. I mean, we know some bad stuff has been happening in the past. Mm. But this this really takes the fucking cake. This one really put us in the room for the lead up to it. Oh, yes. The Rose Signet. Utena, Anthony, and Akio all go to see a play being put on by the school's drama club. The play, however, rings a little closer to truth than it does to fairy tale. Mm. And here is our episode commentary from our friend Ikahara, whose full name I'm just going to confirm because that's been bothering me. His full name, Reginald Ikahara. <laughs> Danny Ikahara. <laughs> oh, is his name Danny? What? His name could be Danny. Kunihiko Ikahara. What? Kuni. Kunihiko Ikuhara. Kunihiko Ikuhara. Kunihiko Ikuhara. You know what? I'm just going to call him Ikuhara. That's fine. Mawaru Penguin Drum. (laughs) From our friend Mawaru Penguin Drum. And here is what our friend Mawaru Penguin Drum, Kunihiko Ikuhara, had to say. And it starts with a quote from the episode. Mm -hmm. The tale is still told, even now. Mm. 
The discrepancies, even if they are only limited to perspective, between the two retellings of Utena's big mythology dump in this episode... Wait, hang on. This isn't the episode note. This is someone on Reddit. Anyway, <laughs> scrolling down. <laughs> scrolling down. Just like if we read that whole thing and then went, We're professional yeah. podcasters. <laughs> Look, when you're on Reddit and you don't see the episode note first, you just gotta go for it, alright? Episode 34, The Rose Crest. Has the prince become a mechanism to allow princesses to exist? Or is the existence of his princess the only thing holding up the sleeping prince's noble heart? The Rose Bride is born. I've prepared three points of view. The prince as a victim. Akio is what the ruined prince has come to in the end. The end of the world. The prince's tragedy. That was mm-hmm. like the first perspective. Yep. The Rose Bride is born. She saves the prince, and in exchange for keeping him all to herself, she becomes the witch, and that is the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Ream after ream of faxes come into the prince's mountain hideaway. I wonder if these sort of expressions feel a little dated. Would it be text message after text message now? Or flame after flame on the internet? <laughs> oh, but I guess you can just block texts from people if you don't want them. No, no, a prince mustn't do something like that. It must be rough being a prince in any age. Mm. Just. <laughs> People sliding into the prince's DMs being like, save my fucking daughter. Legitimately, when we saw that fax machine, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I'm a millennial. I've never touched a fax machine and I never will. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That makes a lot more sense now. (laughs) Yes. So this is the episode that starts to give us some of the answers we have craved, though there is still some delicious ambiguity. Which we're probably never going to get away from. Let's just get right on into it. We open with an artfully shot series of letterboxed cuts hey. of Anthony and Akio redressing after doing it. Just what? <laughs> uh, as Akio as talks to himself endlessly about how he found a comet that no one else had ever seen before. We can only assume this is in reference to the last episode where he slept with Utena. Maybe. Some, look, or, he's more yeah, metaphor than that. I hadn't thought man. about that, actually, but I was, yeah... You know, he is also obsessed with space. So also that. Yeah. I was thinking literally in that sense. <laughs> what what if, right, the new comet is something like I've found my way to free ourselves from this constant cycle. Hang on, let's look at it. Let's, let's not just project dialogue that didn't happen. Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> he refers to it both as a comet and a star, which I don't think is quite accurate in an astrological we sense. We don't know. We don't know. Astronomical sense. Are either of us astronomers? Then how do we know the difference between a comet and a star? But I won't tell anyone else about it. I won't even name it. It's amazing. The feeling of discovering a new star. Oh yeah, I feel like your metaphor might be on point here. Yeah. You feel as though doing that makes it your property. Oh no. But the, but the stars are the stars. They belong to no one. Mm. And like, a and, catch and release it, attitude is very important. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Patreon.com Jojo's World, our endless eight losing our minds. Uh, And by this point, Anthe has redressed and gone over to the elevator and we're still just getting very... We, like letterboxed, like really close cut shots, like probably a fifth of the screen. Mm. Some horizontal, some vertical. Mm. Good night, big brother. And then he like looks over his shoulder bitterly. Must you still torture me? And then, like, she doesn't smile, but, like... There's uh, obviously a smirk. There's there's a slight movement of her lips. Mm. So I'm starting to think, like, this is perhaps a much more complicated relationship than we had assumed to this point. Like, we'd been thinking that Anthony was in Akio's thrall somehow, and I'm still not especially ruling that out, but this might just be a particularly sort of toxic relationship. (laughs) But, like, it does feel like we've gone from, oh... 
Archeo bad to, wait a minute. Well, definitely Archeo bad. He, he bad in a sense, but Anthe bad? Anthe bad, like... Or, or no, okay. Archeo was the M- one Maybe we was... should save this just till we get to the end of the recap, just okay. because, like, There's for people so who much. haven't watched, they're going to need some content. Okay. Utena's lying in bed and just saying to herself, I'm going to become a prince. And Anthe's like, okay. Straight up, no, she's alone. Oh, she was alone, wasn't yeah, she? Because, crucially, this was occurring while Anthe was, was with Archeo. That's just Utena's, um, Utena's idol state. Just stretching <laughs> to herself and thinking, I'm going to become a prince. Man, you know what? Today's the day. <laughs> I was thinking um, that after we do the title card cutaway, we're then there with the Shadow Girls in person for the first time, asking Utena to join her, their theatre club or at least come and watch a play. And I thought that might have been a flashback and the crux of this episode would be Utena participates in the theatre club's activities uh, in the role of the prince. Oh. That is not what ended up that happening. That is not what happened at all. <laughs> so, yeah, very fun to see them in person for the first time and, you know... Obviously, there's been the joke that they've been aliens all along, mm. but very fun to see that they are, in fact, students at this school and not just a weird abstraction of reality. Yeah, so they're basically like, no, you have to come and join the drama club. You'll be so yeah. popular. And we don't see their faces. We just see them from behind, but they've both got very um, distinct hair silhouettes. So it's mm. like, aha. And also voices. But, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but listening to a foreign language, I find it harder to pick up on, like, particular voices. Yeah, I literally told you, they're not them. And then we saw them and I went, ah, shit, I think it might actually be them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they're basically just like, please, you have to join. But I can't act. No, it doesn't matter. You're so um, charismatic and uh, and such an icon. And Utena's like, well, I mean, thanks, but, like, oh, it's a bit embarrassing to be up there. And then they just start caressing her head. <laughs> yeah. And then they disappear. Like, literally, like, all their hands are just over her and they just cover her ears and her mouth because Utena only sees mm. evil. That must um, have been what they... Yeah. Like, she's doing a pretty piss-poor job at seeing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You remember we were just... We're, at the start, we were like, look, we don't make light of these things and now we're just like... Oh, well, I mean, Utena, come on, lift your game. Oh, um, no. So they leave her a couple of tickets to their play that's on that oh. night. The Kashira players present The Tale of the Rose. <gasps> then an, an, an unseen face soccer club guy comes by and is like, Hey, Tenjo, we'll be counting on you in the game next week. And for a moment, we think she's going to be drawn into a real season one of Riverdale Archie plot. where <laughs> She has to do both well, at I mean, the same to time. To be fair. <laughs> Season oh. one of Riverdale did have a quickly abandoned subplot where Archie was sleeping with a teacher. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that Utena might have just ripped off Archie? Well, other way around. Oh. Riverdale came out in 2016 or something. But uh, other than that quickly abandoned plot, Archie's main subplot for season one was, do I want to do football or music? <laughs> <laughs> hear about Riverdale right so three things I've heard about Riverdale one it's such trash like it's garbage in every sense the acting is bad the writing is bad I don't think the acting's bad okay but everything about the writing the writing isn't well no hang on the writing isn't always bad sometimes it's uh but this feeds into my second (laughs) point right which is that it's fucking insane oh absolutely like every episode is a new nightmare that you're walking through being like what? what? But sometimes the fuck? it's a delicious nightmare. Yeah. Much the, like the content of these two episodes. Yeah, the third part is literally just, it's so good. 
It's it's yeah, so good. It sucks. It's so good. Yeah, like everyone is like, oh, it's so bad. Oh, how much did you watch? All of it. Literally binge watched the shit out of it. It's so good. And I was like, but isn't it garbage? Like, oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's terrible. The guy who voices Darth Maul jumps out a window for basically no reason. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Peter Saranafowitz? Serafinowicz. Serafinowicz. No, the guy who voices Darth Maul in the cartoons. Ah, okay, right. Yeah. Then Wacker was there and was like, wow, tough being so popular. You're really going to have to choose between football and music. Wow. So, did you pick one of these pictures? I assume we're doing like a yearbook or something like that. I have no and idea what this is in reference to. Let's zoom in on these pictures. There's a bunch of photos on the desk. Mm-hmm. Bunch of just like stills from the show, essentially. I can see, among other things, um, Nanami <laughs> laying on the grass. I assume about to turn into a cow. I thought she was eating the grass. Nanami yeah. in her cow print school uniform. Mm-hmm. Wakaba smiling, Jury being sad a lot. Akio just sitting in his stellodrome looking at people being like, ah, oh, hello, welcome Where? to me. I didn't see that one. That one there. Oh, oh that's left. with Akio. Yeah, one of the yeah. tea times with Akio's. Uh, lots of shots of Choo Choo just Choo Chooing it up, Choo Chooing the scenery. <laughs> uh, Kozue being all like, yes, we're all yeah. wild animals. Just basically shots of. What is that one? That one there in the middle. That's Utena and the three identical boys crowding around Uh, her. I assume that's one of the times they were having a conversation with vaguely horny subtext. (laughs) But there's no photos of Anthony Himamea. Well, she's not very sociable. She doesn't participate in many school events or activities. And then we get a shot of Anthe sitting at her desk playing with Choo Choo on a string. Yeah. Shame they didn't get a heap of shots of Anthe during the body swap where Utena was doing all the her usual act- Utena activities in, uh, in, in Anthe's oh, body. Oh, yes. Uh, and then Wakaba snatches the tickets from uh, Utena's hand. It's like, since when have we had a drama club? Which I think is fucking hilarious. And then we're in the ding-dang old observatory, uh, taking a photo, a commemorative photo of Anthe. Utena. Yeah, and Utena. And Akio taking the picture being like, it's been a while since I've taken a picture of something besides stars. And <laughs> yes, An- brother. Anthe is just happily standing She's got her there. classic eyes closed smile, which I'm starting to think is more of a pained rictus. <laughs> just like, mm, putting on a brave face, these people. <laughs> Fucking make me sick. Yeah. Uh, Utena's there just kind of, not awkwardly there, but she's just looking a bit more oh, this, nervous This was all her idea, right? Yeah, but she's looking a bit more nervous than usual. Well, there's baggage now, right? Exactly. And there's a photo, po- a photo? There's a camera pointed at her face. Well, so. she does say, get in the picture too, Archeo. And this is where we really get the comedic side of what can only be... De- <laughs> of Dark Anthe. Of, of Dark Anthe mixed with... Uh, manipulative Akio sex fiend. So they're just chatting, waiting for the time to go off, and um, and Akio goes to put his hand on Utena's shoulder. Bad and then move. Anthe interjects and goes, "Stop that, Choo Choo!" And Choo Choo is crawling all over the lens. And she goes forward and readjusts it. And then when she comes back, she kind of pointedly inserts herself between the two of them. <laughs> and we're all like, "Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> I see I what you're doing it. there." Yeah, all right, Anthe. All right. I've been invited to a play after school today. Should we all go? And then it's the Kashira Shadow Players in a deep, dark basement where you have to go down a staircase, follow some red arrows, uh, then go into a door under the staircase. (laughs) The smaller door under the staircase, not the larger door right next to it. Which is already open? Yep. Question mark? The Tale of the Rose is written on a blackboard in sort of a crude recreation of our episode title cards, which Mm. I think is quite cute. Mm. Um... And it's this secret underground classroom figure. It's basically a bunch of desks all pushed together with classroom chairs arrayed like a um, like an audience. Hmm. And the only people in the audience are these three. 
And uh, I'm pretty sure Utena's like, wow, I, I thought there would be more people, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and I, at this point, I was saying to you, oh, this is going to be some fucking Hamlet shit, isn't it? <laughs> of course, famously in Hamlet, Hamlet has um, some, some mummers, uh-huh. some actors, yep. uh, recreate a scene or perform a scene that uh, essentially recreates or parallels his un- Hamlet's uncle's murder of Hamlet's father. And then uh, I think to, Hamlet... To, to, to essentially provoke a reaction from, uh, from Claudius. Yeah, and then So I'm... Hamlet can be like, aha, yes, maybe he did kill my father after all. And then I'm pretty sure he gets it, but he's all like drunk as shit and he's just like, go on then, we'll just kill each other now. Oh, in that one modern... No, that, they kill each other much later. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Spoilers for Hamlet, everyone <laughs> dies. Uh, that's also that one scene in that modern day remake with that... What's, who's, what's, who's that fucking actor? Um, oh, Baz Luhrmann? No, not th- no, not that remake. That remake rules. <laughs> <laughs> the one where it was like a company because, you know, every Shakespeare has to be remade as if it's capitalism. What? Uh, and they're like, they're watching a movie and uh, he's like basically going down on Ophelia in the stalls. Oh, American Psycho. No. Uh... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Can't remember that actor's name. Doesn't matter. It's not Leonardo DiCaprio because no. that's the Baz Luhrmann one. Do you like plays, Archeo? Utena asks. All of life is a play. You're either an actor or a spectator. Candid shot on Anthe. Yeah, candid shot on Anthe. Okay. Yeah, a lot of crucial, like, a, a line of dialogue will occur in this play or in the audience as they watch it. And then we'll just get a shot of Akio or Anthe, like, close up on their face just to, like, really hammer home, like, this refers to them in a thematic sense. You get it, don't you? And, it's like, oh. and then right at the end of the play, as, like, it becomes apparent we're watching a um, an allegory for the backstory of this show, like, shot of, shot of Anthe or shot of Akio with actual spotlight above them. <laughs> it is so good. It's it's so good to finally get some information. <laughs> <laughs> information that is still vague enough that you're like, oh, it's a metaphor, but direct enough that you're like, yeah, it's a fucking really obvious metaphor. So Shadow Puppet Girl C comes out. Of course, we remember her exceptional performances in the Black Rose arc, for which she was nominated for. <laughs> I don't know, I don't give a shit. And Emmy? Actors, you know. Uh... Extra, 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 at last, it's begun. The light sealed away. The sad prince, which could not be told until now. The tale of the rose. Beware, they still exist somewhere in this world. So you must beware. Oh, they might even be sitting either side of you, Utena Tenjo. Oh, Shadow Girl is so wise. Ah, how do they know about this? <laughs> well, really, if, uh... If Game of Thrones season eight or whatever taught us anything, it's that stories are the most powerful thing of all. No, dragons are, you so fucking So who better idiot. to be our king than the one who knows all the stories? No, it's the one with the dragons. <laughs> That's the whole fucking point. It's the dragons. <laughs> they literally get the dragon. Anyway. So uh, should, do we need to go through this shadow play beat by beat? Because we basically get it in a more literal sense later. But no, because they still have so some. It's, parts yeah, of they're, di- they're differing retellings. Yeah. They're basically, there was a a great noble prince who made all the girls in the world princesses through his acts of her- heroism. Now, when they say that, the very next shot, if I remember correctly, is of Godzilla <laughs> smashing through a yeah, city. A surprisingly literal one. Great special effects on this play. Oh, amazing. Well, this is what we see big as big horned Godzilla yeah. burning the city, and then. <laughs> Then it, you know, transitions to that being a, a, a hand puppet in the play. And they're like, hell, the monster's attacking me. Clop, 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 clop. And, and horse noises. Yep, he's on a horse riding in to defeat Godzilla. Monster, I shall slay you, draws sword. 
Are you all right, princess? Oh, so beautiful. Oh, let's kiss. No, no, no. Godzilla gets in the way. Help me. It's Christmas Eve and all alone. Oh, you're all alone? Don't worry. I reserved a table for us at a French restaurant. (laughs) Hooray. Oh, please kiss me. I'm a princess. Yeah, if we are to assume that, you know, and this is something that, you know, I'm pretty proud of myself that I cottoned onto an aspect of this. Oh, yeah. Long, long ago. That oh, Akio, Akio is sort of a fallen remnant of this idyllic prince. At yep. least that's how it's portrayed in this episode. In in that like, even back then he was still kind of a player. Yeah, well he was going around, but this is like the the beautiful, like romantic chivalry. Yeah, exactly. The the sort it's of courtly love as opposed to just fucking. Yeah, so this is like the oh, it's such a beautiful tale. Whereas Akio is the literal no no no, I, I have sex with these women and I make them my princess. And then the witch is like, are you the Rose Prince? Of course. Calamity Ganon is taking over the world. <laughs> so oh, go up into the Sky Castle and solve it. Because of, So it goes, a witch. And then slam cut to close up of Anthony smiling. <laughs> a witch? Surely she know about the castle that floats in the sky. Go there and stop the witch. I shall go there. Oh no. Oh wait, hang on. I don't want to get ahead because... Do you know what the light of the world is? The light is, and they say, and it, all the red backlights, which is to white blue. So I'm going to actually quote this. Okay. I knew it was good to What do you mean, us. the light of the world? Don't you know what the light is? It is shot of Sionji, or silhouette of Sionji, that which is eternal. Shot of Mickey clicking his stopwatch, maybe for the last time. Oh no. That which shines. Shot of Jury, the power of miracles. Shot of Togakiryu, the power to bring the world revolution. And then... And then it's Shadow Puppet Girl clearly in the same pose and outfit as storied book Utena from those those From the first first bits where it's like, I'm going to be a prince. I will defeat the witch and save the light of this world. So he flew to the castle. We finally got flying horses (laughs) underneath the sky castle. The problem was, it was just kind of a a puppet play. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray. What? But you're the old woman who told me to come here. Yes, it was a trap. It is you who is the light of the world, and I shall keep you here forever. I'm your little sister. <laughs> she takes off her whole witch disguise, yeah, yeah. takes the fake Like how in the off. first episode of the Del Toro Quest anime, old man beggar Bada whips off his old man beggar clothes to reveal that he's wearing like gold circlets and is a big beautiful guard. What? <laughs> no one has seen that show but me, I'm pretty sure. But that happened, and I need a gif of it. Can we watch Del Toro Request after? I really don't want to. Oh, okay. I feel like by the time we're done with this, we're going to be a stone's throw from Stone Ocean anyway. (laughs) No pun intended. That is a bad joke, and I would not make it. Deliberately. And yet here we are. A stone's throw from a bad joke. Yes, big brother, it's me. You are the prince who protects all the girls. Spotlight on Akio. You are the rose prince. Spotlight on Akio. But all I am is your little sister. Spotlight on Anthony. You can't make me a princess, so I'll trap you here forever. So I became a witch. Oh. A little girl who can't be a princess is doomed to become a witch. I see. Is Utena doomed to become a witch? No, of course not. She's already a princess. So, yeah, the witch imprisoned the prince and the world fell into total darkness. Oh, there's there's also a very strange shot here. The wistful Archeo? Yeah, he looks like... Breath? I sure do remember when the world fell into darkness. But like, he just seems very... We never really got dystopic vibes from the world in this show in general. Like, everyone's got baggage, obviously. Yeah, but, but like... It, you know, for the most part, everyone seems to be doing pretty okay. Yeah, but maybe that's through the eyes of young, naive Though, students. Though, to be fair, mm-hmm. 
The only time I think we've seen footage outside of this world of Atori Academy is Nanami's voyage to India, where she was constantly getting attacked by marauding elephants. And if that's not the true dystopia, I don't the know The world what fell to the darkness of constantly marauding elephants. They learned to surf and we were never safe again. <laughs> She searches for young noble souls to sacrifice anew, which is clearly a parallel for, like, manipulating our duelists here. Yep, yep. Wait, Anthe does? Or... Who cares? Mm. Beware, she's still around. Anthe's smiling. End of the play. Woo! Now, quick digression, as Toga Kiryu invites Sayonji to kendo, scl- kendo club with him. And I think the most crucial part of this is that they both are like, how does that girl keep defeating yeah, us? I'm eager to fight. I have a match coming up. Because you see... This show works on kind of a cycle where we all duel Lieutenant Tenjo. And I'm the only one who hasn't gone yet. So let's foreshadow it a bit. And they're kind of like, but how does she keep winning? It's so weird. The fact she continues to win, even without the Sword of Deos appearing, is causing someone some concern. Someone? Wink? I want... Now, that's a good question. Who is that someone? Well, I would love if Kiryu would just be like... Can't be Anthe. Like, gotta be... Gotta be Archaeotary, right? You would think so. Because Anthe is still pulling a sword out of Utena for Utena to fight with. But I'm thinking it's just Kiryu himself being an asshole, being like, it's causing someone some concerns. It's like, who? Not me. <laughs> oh, right, it's, right. it's not me. It's someone. Why do we keep losing to her? When she's no ordinary girl, when she was a child, she was shown something eternal. And it reminds us that they found her in a coffin that day. And Sayonji's like, what? That was her? <laughs> but I told her that story. She must have thought I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, final shadow puppet thing for the episode. The shadow girls are in a bath being like, Woo, clink! Yay, we sure did do a great play today. And then then the third girl comes by and is like, does a little skitch. You're my little sister. Yes, big brother. The light tickled away, the sad prince. And then she slowly sinks into the bath. And the other two girls are like, You're a great actor, but you sure are weird. <laughs> yeah, real weird. We don't know if we want you here. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no friends. If we're not your friends, who would be? Jesus Christ. Maybe that monkey catching robot? <laughs> you remember the monkey catching robot? What if the real monkey catching robot was the friends we made along oh, the way? The real monkey catching robot was Choo Choo. Oh. What if, okay, what if this show just goes off the rails and the climax of the show is Utena has to destroy a robot to save Choo Choo? And it's like, this was the. The long con foreshadowing all along. Wait, so Choo Choo is the the real prince? Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) I doubt it. So we then are in the Stellodrome and... You know, this whole Anthe equals witch thing that's come up this episode really reminds me of that one listener who got in touch and was like, treat Choo Choo like he's Anthe's familiar. (laughs) That has a new meaning now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... They're in the Stellodrome fuck palace. Yep, and then... And Anthe goes to bed in the most awkward way. So she literally announces, I'm off. Yep, and then she stands with her back to the elevator doors, waiting for them to open, then walks backwards into it and just watches them as the doors close in front of her face. And she's always smiling. Hmm. Always smiling. And then Akio's like, well, we're alone. Time for me to get creepy. Also, there's a lot of shots of Anthe not in the whole frame. Like, yeah. Not, no close That's interesting. Yeah. Like some kind of Like there's distance. something there we don't know. Yeah. Like the cow is looking at something we're not aware of. Yeah. Black As books. if... <laughs> we, can't, we can't keep this book, though, can we? Us, what? We, we have to burn the book. It's too oh, good. Oh, well, you're referring to an entirely different episode, Nick. Yeah, but they all meld together. Of course. Like some kind of alcoholic trip. Anyway, uh, so Akio's like, Morty. And Lieutenant's like, oh, I could What did you possibly. think of the play? 
It's a bit great, weird. Great piece of dialogue you know, here. It was, it was. It was what I'd expect from students. And then Utena's like, "What you'd expect from students? More what tea? Do you mean? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll take some tea. It must." And then he sits down, and I think this. This might be, like, I don't know if this is, like, him just, like, being a creep seducing again. Mm. Like, there's definitely an element of that. But this might be the most sincere look into his relationship with Anthony we've had so far. Mm. Where he sits down and says, it must be hard being around Anthony so much. He doesn't seem very happy in this no. in this whole episode. But Lieutenant's like, no, having her around has been really helpful. But then he, like, creeps on in and is like, oh, she, yeah, she's a really important friend to me. Oh, what's a friend to you? Are we friends? Puts hand like, on hand. Yeah. And like putting putting face up in her face, and then you always wear this ring. Yeah, the prince gave it to me. You didn't even take it off that night. <gasps> and, and then like is... he like it's like it's like lips creeping in together, and then she's like, "No, thank you. No, no, I have to stay pure yeah. for my prince." Yeah, I think I want to be true to my prince. So this is a a, a weird a weird message to the kids about sex positivity. Yeah, it's like Utena's promise ring. Exactly. <laughs> Little weird, sh- probably not deliberate, but weird subtext there. Yep. Weird, like, oh, but isn't Archeo the prince? It's like, yes, but we can't sleep with the prince. The real prince that we should all be true to is Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> he just descends from the like the upside down sky yeah, castle. Yeah, yeah. He's all like, hey, I hey, got he out. He does ascend in kind of a cross position. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> what if the whole like. Like, the whole last episode is just the retelling of the last... What is it? The, the Last Testament or whatever the, it is. The Last Supper. Yeah, The Last Supper, where Judas just shows up and he's like, Hey, it's me, Ruka. Yeah, I wasn't dead at all. It's like, oh, traitor. I wonder if Anthe is the Judas figure in this show. <sighs> well, see, every story can be boiled down to the monomyth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> he told me to never, never, use my, never lose my nobility. Cut to Anthe in bed alone. Ah, a stark she looks, contrast. She looks sad, and Choo Choo is also there. He has a sleep mask with one eye open. Sleep with one eye open, Choo Choo. Is this some kind of cunning uh, metaphor for Anthe's inner scheming? So I really like this way we transition to this flak- flashback now. Because she's like, I don't really remember much from that time. That time? Yeah. That, that time. time. And then like the room goes dark and... Uh, over by the window is like the silhouette of the coffin that she was in as a child and then the boys young Sayonji and young Toga are there and we're back in time lightning lightning ace lightning ah you've entered my lair yeah we're doing ace lightning next the show that sucks it's a video game. Oh, the, so what are the video game elements? No, 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 no. It's just a, it's just a video game guy. And, like, okay, this is like the second flashback in the whole show where we haven't had flashback void face, you know? Mmm. So we're back when Utena's in the coffin yeah. after Sionji and Kiryu leave. Yeah, but then the coffin is gone and she's lying on a pile of roses. And... The prince. Like, the prince as we've never seen him in reality before. Like, the actual one that comes from the Upside Down Sky yeah, Castle. The one that Akio was talking to on that ball in that first flashback episode. He's here! He's actually here! He's real! Mm. He's a real prince! What are you doing here? Nothing. Are you the angel of death? I do not serve death. <gasps> the uh. prince doesn't serve death! That means he's a prince. And then they walk, and they come to an abyss. A dark, old cliff face. A child Utano is there, and they are staring... And like, it looks, it's like a huge thing of like rose petals with like lines of black 
royals. Like, yeah, and at the centre of it is the silhouette of a person. Who, you might ask? Well, we'll find out. I'm about to summon it. Who is that, you might ask? And Utena did. <laughs> Utena's like, who's that? that? A witch. A witch? A witch? A the witch? Rose Bride. Oh. Rose Bride. You'd think Utena would remember any of this. Well, she doesn't. Memory and reality are malleable. She has post-traumatic stress disorder mixed with some levels of amnesia. Those who can die are lucky. And she then, cannot die. And she simply, simply lives on in agony. And we're like, ah. Oh. Oh, her punishment for taking away, for taking, for taking the prince away from the girls of the world. Now. God, fucking God's gift to women here. <laughs> so we're like, this is weird. Why is this so weird? What's going on? They still tell the story. The tale of the rose. Maybe you heard it earlier this episode. So this is a weird sequence. Yeah, so there's a flat... We're in like a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And a, there's a fax machine spewing out reams of paper. Obviously requests yeah. for help. And the prince is like in a bad way. And he's weakly like, Anthe, Anthe. And young Anthe is there. And she looks like she's in some kind of like tattered garb. Um, no, it's just like a plain red dress, really. Yeah, but it doesn't. So the prince is in full noble gear. Yeah, his usual white suit, red cape. Yeah, but she's, Anthe, she's shoeless. Yeah, her hair is down but short. And Anthe looks look. It, she doesn't look like she's wearing any noble garb or anything. She's yeah, just very kind of, simple. Yeah, very peasantly. And all know. these men who are approaching with swords, and I thought it was going to be like an angry mob thing, but they're all coming up with swords to be like help our daughters. <laughs> um, so it's weird because he's in this cabin in the woods He doesn't it's live like, in the castle at all Is The, ca the castle's probably a metaphor <laughs> I don't know Because it's a pretty literal Prince, sky castle Prince we know you're in there please fight I have to go You're the only one who can save my daughter I have to go help the girls No but you'll die big brother Ah. So uh, you know what? I noticed a design similarity for the first time today mm -hmm. Maybe we've referred, referred to it Back when we first seen Archeo, but first time I remember noticing it today, mm -hmm. which is that both now and in her rose bride garb mm -hmm. for duels, yeah. Anthe's got these like red uh, circlets on her arms. Red circlets. Sorry, gold circlets. Oh yes. And when Archeo's in his um, day to day chairman red shirt, mm -hmm. he's got like a gold um, like sleeve garter on oh. the same spot of his forearm. Which I just think is a nice bit of... Nice design through line. Yeah, brother and sister. Yeah. They're calling for me. I have to go. And Anthony's like, no, you don't. Don't fight anymore, please. Stop You'll dying. die. Help our daughters, please. And then little Anthony steps out. Who are you? And, and oh, line of dialogue that made my jaw drop. <laughs> Dios is no longer here. <gasps> uh. Is that the prince's real name? I guess. Yep. It's the sword of Dios. Yeah. Dios is the prince. Boom. He's not here anymore. He belongs to me now. I've sealed him away where you can never touch him again. And who are you, you dumb <laughs> no, bitch? Clearly lying. He's right behind the door. Yeah. And they're I all mean, like, you witch, we'll kill you with our swords. So they run up to her. The, the prince is inside being like, oh, oh Anthe, what have you done? And they all stab her and like all through all of her body. And that becomes this huge rose tree line thing. thing. And she's pierced by all these swords and they're all, they're looking at her, the, um, Present, present, regular flash. That was a flashback within a flashback. Mm -hmm. Inception, and yeah. now we're back to first layer of flashback, <laughs> uh, where Anthe and the uh, Utena and the prince are looking at her body, and she's like run through. She sacrificed herself to save her beloved prince, so she can never die. She, even though she was the only one who truly loved him, 
and yet the prince she loves is no longer the prince she knew, not anymore. He is now end of the world. Oh. oh. So he's the real end of the world, and Togekiryu's just taken that pen name. What? Sorry, his brother... Yaki Otari? Oh. Yeah. What I'm wondering now is, is if... that the prince split into two people. Well, it's it's difficult to say. Mm. Like I, I, it's hard to tell how much of this is allegory and how much of this is literal. Mm. But I am wondering now if this, you know, assuming that Akio, as a man, is out there doing things even at this time, I'm wondering if this prince that Utena is seeing at this time is like an apparition or something. Mm. What if this is the eternal memory? Yeah. Right. So the a beautiful memory. memory is something that's eternal. Exactly. A beautiful memory of an ideal prince, which can never be sullied, even when the regular guy sucks. So here's my th- here's my working theory, right? Is that the prince that we saw in the castle, like the upside down sky castle that Archeo was talking to, yeah. is a memory of the man he used to be. Of the man he used the to be. The good man. And he's there going, oh, there is a way to revolutionize the world. I just need her to do this do weird ritual. Win, yeah. But I can't do it because I'm me. Because I've, I've, I've been, su- I'm no longer pure enough. Yeah, I'm not pure. I can't do what needs to be done. I can't use the rose bride. Actually, yeah, this next series of events makes me think that this might just be manipulative Archeo doing his thing. Because then he does that, that kissing away the tears thing that he's done in all the, pro- the prologues. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't help her now. The only one who can save her now is a prince she can believe in. Believe in, you're a prince, right? No. (laughs) And I feel like he's reverse psychologies, psychologizing her here. Uh... Because she's like, I'll become a prince and save her. But he's like, oh, maybe if you never lost your nobility, even when you grew up, you could. But I don't think you could. But if you think you can, here's this ring. But you're just a girl. You'll never do it. I'm going to become a prince, damn it. Yeah. And she's really intent on becoming a prince because she feels bad about the Rose Bride being yeah. stabbed. Forever. Forever. I swear, I'll do it. Well, then maybe that ring will lead you back here one day. And Utena is filled with determination. And then, to end this episode, uh, Utena and Anthe are lying in bed together. Utena seems to have just woken up from this dream slash memory. How does she get here from tea with Akio? Unclear and unsettling. <laughs> um, she turns to... Uh, Anthe, who's lying wide awake and says, I feel like I was dreaming about something, but I can't remember it. Can't you sleep? And then Anthe responds, I was looking at your face as you slept. Who are you? Now, I... (laughs) End of episode. This show being what it is, Mm -hmm. that could be a literal question, or that could be like a end end of arc one style, what kind of person are you? Mm. What... Who are you? Are you a prince or are you a girl who is swooning over a prince? Yeah, it could be a translation thing where it actually means, yeah, so who are you, you know? Well, it doesn't need to be a translation thing for that. It can just be a literary device. But who translated? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, who knows? Holy dooly, Nick. Fuck my life. So, highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. I think it's a pretty easy uh, lowlight situation. Oh, not for me. Oh, no. Oh, okay. no. Well, lowlight situation, like, obviously, very uncomfortable with the whole Utena Akio thing. Okay. But, like, you know, it's it's not a flaw of the show that they're doing it. It is, mm. uh, you know, obviously, it's something a lot of people might have trouble with uh, watching. Mm. That can be very upsetting for some people. Um, but, like, it's not a mistake they've made. It's a conscious choice that they've done. Like, yeah. It's not a... Within the quality of the show, it's not a bad thing that's... I would almost put it as a highlight that it made me feel what I felt. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just intense. It's mm. just so intense. Um, I think that for my low light, mm-hmm. the, the play, mm-hmm. the element of that where it was like, 
now spotlights on the people we're <laughs> allegorizing. It was just a little bit on the nose for my taste. <laughs> I was going to say the second shadow play did not need to exist. We've already was, had a play. I feel like that was just, that's true. We have watched a play this episode. And I was like, why do we have this now? I wonder if that'll be the last time we see them. Oh, surely not. Surely not. But I feel like, you know, we, we, we've both given and then wrapped up their arc. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Highlights. You know what? My highlight is actually the whole bit with Utena lying in the bed uncomfortable. I have to I have to do it. It's yeah. just so intense and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is leading to something bad. This is real bad. And my highlight is my highlight is the actual proper flashback we got because mm. like even though I'm still not sure how much of that is literal because of the nature of this show, mm. uh, it's just nice to have some context for things we've been speculating about now for mm. so so long. And now we know there was a prince who made princesses. By the name of Dios. And then he stopped being Dios and was the end of the world. Okay. Archeo Ottery, which we can have to assume is a... Because is a, he's a big fan of space mm. and he's a fallen... Oh, shit. <laughs> it was a deliberate choice on his part to adopt that name because it symbolises what he is. <laughs> so, viewers will not have seen this, but as soon as he did that, he Liam literally... Retched back with his hair, just like, oh my god, pulled back his mane and was just like, Nick, Nick. It was, de- it was deliberate both in universe and without. <laughs> Fuck this show rules. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay. So, Nick. Yes. Things seriously seem to be coming to a head on revolutionary girl Utena. Uh, we know about witches and princes. There is only one witch, but yes. You don't know that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> also, like, you know, if, if we keep delving into this toxic anthe Akio relationship, however mm-hmm. it pans out, like, it's interesting to compare that with the Nanami-Toga relationship, given mm. that, like, particularly in this arc, Toga has kind of been Akio Jr. Mm, he has been. Yeah. With a Nanami, aka Anthe Jr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool parallel. Yeah, interesting. Very weird, but interesting. And then you could probably draw a parallel to Sionji and his possessiveness possessiveness over the Rose Bride there too, but we'll save that for another time. Mm, mm. What will happen next time on Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant oh, fuck. in the episode The Love That Blossomed in Winter Time? Cold shot? Yep. Toga Duel. I think there's another episode until the Toga Duel. Okay. I think the very next episode will be What If? What If? Okay, hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. I'll hear you out, but I do want to circle back and don't let me forget to my prediction of how this episode will go if it's Toga Duel. Yeah. So the obvious interpretation of that title is that it's school-like vacations. It's Christmas. Yep. Christmas episode. Hooray. Let's go to the amusement park. Yeah. (laughs) So Akio and Utena will be all like, is this allowed? And Akio will be all like, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. And then uh, is Utena he saying that be... to Anthe? No, to Utena. Okay. Anthe will be watching from afar. With her glasses all lit up. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, or, or another obvious interpretation mm-hmm. is that um, Anthe and Utena will be doing stuff. Yeah. And then Anthe will be like, you know something? I have something to tell you. And yeah. then we'll get something there. But what I think is actually going to happen. Yeah. Okay. What I reckon will 100% happen. I've forgotten. I've actually forgotten. <laughs> Well, while you give you a second to try to remember, I just wanted to say, based on what you were saying there, mm-hmm. like I think it's I think as soon as we finish this show, I'm gonna rewatch it. 
Because I've now known, with all the flip of dynamics, like knowing about Anthe's whole deal a yeah. bit more, and like people, because we speculated so much about her whole deal, and I think by, like we've we've only been able to go off the inf- someone's honking their horn a lot outside. Apologies if that's picking up. I assume someone's having trouble getting into the Woolworths. That's <laughs> now on the corner. And let me tell you. It's a Woolworths. Um, we speculated so much about her nature just just based on the info the show has given us and our interpretations of it. Mm. Um, but, you know, I feel like a lot of that info may not have necessarily been correct. Like, mm. does she or does she not have her own will? Is, to what degree is she bound to the person she's engaged to? Mm. Like, how much of that is a real situation that's happening and how much of that is the, the two siblings doing whatever it is they're doing? Is Anthe still physically trapped in those swords? Like... Are there apparitions and projections at play here? She does disappear every time they go in that lift. That is true. That is true. Yeah. She is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So here's my, my theory that I reckon will happen. Okay. So the other two are obvious interpretations that you could like take. Cause it's like, oh, the love that blossoms. Utena's the main character. Sorry. What no. are the other two in this context? So Utena and Akio love blossom. Ugh. Right. Or Utena and Anthe love, love blossoms blossom. like a rose. Uh, uh, or Utena and Anthe love Blossom yeah. because it's, you know, it, it could happen. And then Anthe will be all like, you know, you can revolutionize the world and we can make this place a better place. And you'll be like, what? But what I reckon is going to happen, it's going to be a flashback to Anthe and Archeo and their whole dynamic. How they got from where we saw to where, to where, they where we are, are now. now. And why? That'd be a cool episode. And why is Anthe supposedly torturing Archeo? Yeah, because... and I wonder how much of that is him just projecting his own bullshit on her and how much of that... But why is Anthe seemingly so chill about this whole Anthe, thing? Anthe, like, I think it's, it's... You know, I'll be very surprised if the show undercuts the fact that Anthe and Utena have a very genuine relationship because mm. we still have those bits of her, like... Actually getting along. And <laughs> also, like, as their relationship strengthens, like, her getting increasingly hesitant with Archeo. Yeah, and just being like, no, 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 Anthe means a lot to me. Yeah. So... There's got to be something there that Archeo would be like, actually, you know what? That's respectable. Or he must just truly despise her. Mm. But we don't know. So maybe the next episode will just be... You ruined what I used to be. Yeah. So maybe the love that blossoms in winter is actually hatred. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But um... I reckon it's going to be that flashback because we, we have the seeds of, oh, she saved him and then she got stabbed. So then why is Archeo... Yeah, why are we in a school now? Yeah, why are we in a school? Why is Archeo here? Why is Utena, like, important to any of this? And why is Anthe here? Like, Anthe could, uh, in theory, still be stuck in that sword tree. Which I assume is the Sky Castle, if that truly exists. But, like, who knows, right? Um, She a witch. She can do what she wants. What was I going to say? Something about Anthe. What if she's not even a witch? What if it's all a metaphor? I mean, I feel like... You know, which and prince and princess are just labels, you know, man. Bro. <laughs> I mean, they called her a witch because she took the prince away, but he was just in a he was cabin a, behind them. Yeah, he was the god king emperor of Boy, man. those people sure didn't do their work before they just... They could have just opened the door <laughs> and not stabbed a little girl to endless torment. But she was going to stop them from getting in. With her powers. Yeah, with her witch powers. That's it. Um, There's just so much to unpack. I know. This, it's so good. If it's a Toga episode, and I've been wrong pretty much every time I've made a guess about Toga's role in the show. Yeah. But I think that, you know, whether whether if, if we revisit this Toga's love for Utena thing at all, mm-hmm. I feel like that will be a factor of their duel. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like, it's the first time they've dueled 
Third time they've dual title. First time since she defeated him. Mm. Um, and reclaimed her role as a prince to herself. Yeah. I wonder if out of his supposed love for her after his defeat, he will be like, okay, going to give you some info now that's going to make the scales fall from your eyes about this whole situation. Okay. Why would he do that, though? Because he loves her. (gasps) Oh, my God. And I'm getting real... Okay, so I I was going to mention this to you on the podcast before, but, like, something about this gives me a real metamorphosis vibe. tell me what that is. So metamorphosis is the most depressing shit in the universe. Now, this is a manga you said before we started recording? This is a hentai manga. Okay, I don't want to talk about this. It's, It's real cursed. It's basically like there's a girl... I'll give you 20 seconds. All right, there's a girl who's in high school. She never had any friends in middle school. So she decides, all right, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to be like, you know, a different person in high school. So she gets beauty therapy and stuff with her mum. And her mum's like, see, you can be nice looking. And then suddenly people start inviting her to things. And then she sleeps with a heroin addict. And then uh, she starts doing sex work and it all goes horribly downhill from there. And it's like a very... Are you saying that's Anthony? Yes, I feel like Anthe in this whole show has gone from and she's that's your pure... twenty seconds. Damn it, she's gone from like pure Anthe to witch Anthe, and I'm like, what is? And I going wonder how on? much of that is like a product of like obviously in season one they didn't probably didn't know if they'd be getting two or three seasons, mm. so they wanted to tell a nice little neatly contained thing. Yeah, and I wonder if to what degree like they just had to sort of massage the law there. <laughs> To make it fit into their longer show. Yeah, they did season two and were like, okay, we got to work this out, all right? Mm. Man. Anthe can appear to be Mamiya, so that's, <laughs> that's magic. <laughs> okay, let's wrap mm. it up. This Jojo's has, World. Yeah. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.